What's good, guys? It's your host, Adrian Evans. Welcome to the Black Wealth Media Podcast, where we dive into the stories of black entrepreneurs and we talk about how we can create wealth and build legacy within the black community. Let's get into this episode. Words. Yo, what's going on, sir? Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? Hello? Hold on one second. Uh, Okay, I can hear you now, actually. Okay, cool, cool. Well, uh, welcome to the Black Rose Media Podcast. I'm your host, Idris. Guys, we have Words Taylor. He's a launch strategist, uh, business coach, content creator, that's it all. Uh, if you don't mind, man, why don't you give the audience a little bit of background on yourself? Yeah, yeah. So, um, like you know, like you just said, I'm a launch strategist, but you know, it was a second to get there. My my pops, you know, raised by a single single uh, parent, he was an entrepreneur. So I've always been around entrepreneurship. Originally from Chicago, Illinois. So, um, you know, born and raised there, I came to Iowa to um, complete my undergraduate degree at Iowa State University, uh, which is where I met my wife. And uh, we we started building a family. So that's why I still live in Iowa now. And that entrepreneurship was just always in me. So it was was still there. Um, And and I just knew that, you know, from my pops, he had always shown that you can create your own income. You can be the producer. Not not just consuming, not just being a person that is just, you know, being a liability to yourself. Like, don't don't just be that person. So, you know, I'd always had that in me. Um, and so therefore, yeah. I, I just started continuing to um, use my gifts and talents to to monetize. I was doing poetry and in college, I wrote a book. And when okay. when when there was the borders, I. I had a book signing at Borders and like, so I've always had this entrepreneur spirit and um, yeah, that's, that's me. Okay. Okay. So, so tell me like, when you, how old were you when you started that first hustle or that first business? Yeah. So, so my pops, um, what you mean me personally or with my, with yeah, my, yeah. with my father. So me personally, um, I would say I published my book when I was 20, 19 or 20. Okay. And uh, you know what? It, crazy thing, it started off as as a um, like a, a dare, like a, it was a challenge. A friend of mine, she was like, "Oh, you, you know, you're doing all this poetry. I got, you know, because I was doing poetry on campus. Yeah. You should write a book, you know." And I'm like, "You know what? I will." She's like, "No, you ain't. You ain't gonna write no book." Because you know how many people always say, "I should write a book." Yeah, and, and they, <laughs> they say they're gonna do it, right? But the, the yeah. follow through. Is and I, I at that moment I learned something about myself. I learned, you know, what a gift that I have is, and I call it a gift because not I, not everybody does it. Is being able to follow through with an idea, mm. and so at 20 years old, I'm like, boom, yes, I'm about to, I'm about to, you know, publish my own book. And I, I did the research. I use other students on campus. Like, so if you were in photography. I, I asked you, I asked a young lady to do the photography. If you were an English major, I'm like, can you do my editing for the book and the graphic design? So I used other students 
to actually create the book as well. And I, um, I found a publisher and I published my first book. And from there, I wanted to keep going. And so like when there was a store of borders, um, I contacted the lady every week and was like, I want to do, cause they had this thing called like art, you know, author spotlight for local artists. Yeah. And it was a long waiting list. And I called every single week until that lady told me, okay, we have, we have a spot for you. And, mm-hmm. you know, it started off something um, where I was challenged, but then I, I just became something I needed to do for me. Yeah. And um, that was the, that was the kickstart to, wow. Like I just, I just had an idea and I created something from that mm-hmm. idea. And then I just saw it tangible in my hand. And then somebody else gave me money for it. And that was like, wow, that's, yeah. this is incredible. Like, this is what I want to do. So, yeah. That's, dope. that's super dope, man. So, so, you know, tell me, man, like, you know, me personally, I love poetry. Um, yeah. How exactly did you get into poetry? So, yeah. So th- that's a great question. Um, at, at college, you know, a lot of, a lot of my, me coming to myself started in college. Um, like I said, my pops, single parent, my mother uh, wasn't in my life at the time. Um, you know, she had got caught up into certain substances and all of that. Yeah. So she, you know, um, today we're good. Like, you know, praise God. But yeah. then she wasn't. Um, and then, you know, my pops and I, we had a great relationship, but he was definitely a hard parent. So when I came to Iowa State, I was angry. I was just, I was full of hate, anger, hurt, um, you know, vulnerable, all of those things. And so um, I got, got into fights and all of this other stuff in college. And um, one of my guys was like, bro, you need to, you need to get that energy out some other type of way. Like yeah. you need to do something like maybe you should start rapping because they were rapping. And um, I just found out very quickly that the beat, me and the beat don't go together. So I was like, <laughs> I just, I sucked at rapping. And um, then he introduced my guy, James. He introduced me to Deaf Poetry Jam. And I was like, that's it. And so I just started really writing. My first, man, my first 10 poems were maybe about my mother and the hurt and then me longing for this woman and, um, there was such a relief in that, and um, and even still to this day, I, I still um, create. I haven't been in the space for you know last couple of years, but it was it was my worship. It was you know the thing that I went to, to you know to give my talent back to God, but also to get that relief and that release that I needed. Um, and so it helped me. And you know uh, what was great about it is that uh, I started being asked to do shows. I started traveling to different places i would i would look up certain areas that had open mics and i would travel there i would go like you know i'm in iowa so you know i even went to new york and Atlanta because you know when with me if i acknowledge and find that you know i have a gift in in a certain place and people are receiving that then i'm going to invest into it whether it's time whether it's money energy, whatever, I'm going to invest into it. And so that's, that's what I did. And so this literally was a way that I was producing income for myself and my family. I ended up getting a, um, a big contract with the school district here in Des Moines, Iowa, teaching poetry, you know, so Mm. we just all from me pursuing one thing and just like wanting to do it to the fullest. Like that was, that was crucial. 
And um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's that's how I got into it. And then that's what I did with it. And I produced my second book, which ended up um, going number six on the bestsellers list on Amazon. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So, you know, tell me, man, like when you were writing your book, um, did you already have like poems that in place? Matter, matter of fact, was it a poetry book? No, so it was it was a combination. This one was a little different. It was it was called it's called uh, "Wake Up and Start Dreaming," and okay. I had gotten to a certain place uh, where you know at one point my wife and I you know pursuing this entrepreneur journey. I know I'm making it sound like oh this is bliss, but there there's a struggle in it as well. There's a part where um, there's an uncertainty. And you're like, man, I don't know what's going to happen. So, like, 2012, we end up losing everything. You know, we're pursuing this dream. When I say everything, I'm like, man, we lost our home. We lost cars. We were going to uh, check in the cash. Uh, You know, we were going to the point where we were going to um, food pantries as well. Um, And, I, you know, I had never been at that place in my life. So, I went to the food pantry the first time with my wife and, and the second time I, I couldn't even, you know, I couldn't go again. You know, my wife still yeah. went and like, that's how much like, you know, my pride, you can't go on this entrepreneur journey and have a negative sense of pride. Like you can have a, a pride as in, you know, being proud of who you are, but being prideful, like it's, yeah. this entrepreneur journey will strip all of that. Um, and so the book was was really about this journey that I went through and how I went through losing all of these things, but still being able to climb back out of it and start still pursuing the entrepreneur journey. So I did a combination of, uh, I broke it down into a 30 day dream better challenge where um, there was a poem. Each day started off with a poem and then there was a message. And then there was a challenge afterward that you were to do. And every challenge it talked about, um, a different aspect of of my life and a decision that I made that may have caused us to get to that to that point of losing it all, and how would yeah. I have made the decision even you know how would I made the decision different you know mm. but every decision it was helpful to get to this point where well, now my wife and i we're full time entrepreneurs you know she's right. at she's at home and I'm at home and we you know we now have a six figure business that's 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 something that's amazing. And so like, even though we had that experience, that's an experience that I needed to have. I needed to, to be kind of stripped of that pride from nature. I needed to, to feel what it's like to hit rock bottom. And I needed to feel what it was like to climb out of it. I need, I needed the whole process. Mm. And so, So, um, yeah, that's what the book was about. Okay. Um, I think that's very powerful, man. And so, you know, when you guys were at rock bottom, what was your mindset like at the time compared to now? Yeah. So, you know, one of the things when you're at rock bottom, especially in the beginning of it, um, you don't you don't see light. You question everything. Like you question God. You question your decisions. You question people around you. You 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 like question your faith, all of these things, right? And so initially, my mindset was just like I felt inadequate. I felt 
um, I felt like a failure. And, and at the time we had just had our daughter. So our daughter was five months and, um, you know, praise God. We, we had a friend that let us stay in their basement, uh, for about five months while we were recovering. So it was my wife and my five month old daughter sleeping in, you know, a friend's basement. And, mm. you know, there's a lot, of, there's a lot of things you are saying to yourself. Um, and at some point my wife, um, introduced me to Eric Thomas, yeah. meaning she brought a video and this is back when, um, I don't know how popular the video had been in 2012 or 13, but um, this was when he was doing the, when you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe. Oh yeah. And I hear this thing and I'm like, like my energy goes through the roof. Like I'm like, and I just become obsessed with my man at that point. And that's what, that's what really helped shift my mindset. It was hearing that where he went, it was like hearing that, you know, I, he slept in abandoned buildings and ate out of trash cans and all of this stuff. And he just never lost faith. And I was like, boom, this is what I needed. So the key thing in, in winning is that mindset. And I get that, you know, you know, everybody's doing motivation now. And so we don't value it as much, but I'm telling you like the, whatever it's literally mindset, it's setting your mind on a particular thing. So whatever you, your mind is set on, that's, that's where you will ultimately go. And so once I, he helped me to set my mind on, no, you going to, you're an entrepreneur and you're going to build a business that creates a legacy for your child, for your kids. And that will, will get you to a place where you can have the freedom to make, to have choices. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like I, once I set my mind on that and I just knew, okay, every day, this is what I'm going to do. And so it's, it was a matter of climbing back out of that. And, you know, to fast forward the story a little bit, I went from listening to my man in the basement to now he's one of our clients. Mm. You know, that's, that's, that's how powerful the mind is. That's how powerful manifesting something is and believing and setting your mind on something where I, I can, we can go back to conversations where I have my wife and, you know, I'm sure every person has said this. I'm listening to him. I said, babe, I'm going to meet him one day. And then I said, and we're going to, and I'm going to share a stage with him. And, and, and when I did those two things, those things happened, um, two things happened last year. So I got a chance to meet him. And then I spoke at his um, verified conference. And wow. then I'm telling you, when I left there, when I left the conference, I said to my wife, I said, babe, now we got to put in effect operation, get money with ET. Mm. <laughs> operation, let's get money with ET. And so now it's about, okay, I have a skill set. How, how do I show him and his squad? Like, yo, I can, I, I have something that will be beneficial and I'm not coming here to take, and I'm not coming here to just, you know, like, Hey, uh, you know, let, I'm not bringing anything to the table. I'm going to bring this skill set to the table. And now, uh, praise God, like he's one of my clients. Wow. I, that That's amazing. That's what you call true manifestation. That's for sure. Problem. For sure. For sure. Um, so, you know, when you were trying to get him as a client at the time, how much pressure did you feel? So, um, first, so let me, 
first telling how it happened, and I, I think this is this is what dope for people to to listen to as well. You know, I teach a lot of you want to start creating value online. So the reason why we lost big the first time is because money was the deciding factor of what type of decision I made. When I took money off the table and I started chasing people and their transformation. And this is why I say, you know, let's not look at the people. Okay, cool. We see the person that has the Bentley. All right, that's great. Now, I'm really looking at how many other people has he helped get a Bentley or she helped get a Bentley. I don't really care about your Bentley. Who have you helped get a Bentley? Right? So mm-hmm. when I started focusing on, you know what? I'm about to help other people. So I got to a point where I was making money as an entrepreneur and all of those things. And I'm like, man, I'm about to start helping people understand the system and what I do. So I started doing four lives a week and I did them for two years straight. And a guy, Terry Frazier, who uh, was like a mentor to me at, at Iowa State University, he was getting his PhD. I was getting my undergrad. And my man has been, I didn't know he's been watching my videos. Well, he ended up getting a job at Michigan State University. He said, yo, I just met um, E.T. Well, first of all, he texted me and said, do you know who Eric Thomas is? Bro, stop playing with me. You already know. I, stop. Why are you? Yeah. Stop that. <laughs> stop it. So yeah. he's like, yo, I just showed him one of your videos. Word? And I'm like, and I'm like, he said, I can give you his number. I'll have his number for you in a second here. And I'm like, what? You know, so. But, That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we, you know, keep going, I, I need something to be known. It's like two years straight, I'm putting out content. I'm putting out value. And when my man reached out to E and he saw him, he's like, I know someone doing what you're doing. He didn't say, I got a guy that wants to be a speaker, that that is hoping to be a speaker, that is in the process. Or he said, I know someone that's doing what you're doing. The reason why he was able to say that is because he watched me do it for two years. Mm. He, he watched me not in my feelings about, man, nobody's getting on. Because when I first started, man, it was, it was like three, four people getting on. And one of them were my grandmother. Yeah. And I'm like, grandma, you're going to get this work. And sometimes it was only my grandmother. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, so grandma gonna get this work. You know what I'm saying? So, so to see that for two years, he was willing to put his name, his and everything on the line to speak for me. And it's important that you understand, like when you're putting out content, when you're giving out value, that's going to create a whole nother campaign for your life. That you, And it's going to start having conversations with people that you don't even know are being had. I didn't know he was talking to E.T. about me. I didn't even know he was watching the videos. Mm. I didn't know. So, so then I get E's number and I'm telling you, I'm my wife and I, we were driving in Minnesota at the time and I'm on to the highest power. I'm on like fanboy type stuff. And I'm <laughs> like, what do I say? Yeah. What do I, I'm tearing up and all of this stuff. And literally I reached out to him text him i didn't get a text back at the time that it literally took a you know some weeks before i actually got a response so what i started doing was i got up at i this is what encouraged me to start getting up early i got up at 3 30 4 o'clock in the morning and started texting them then that's when i started to get a response so what i was doing was 
I figured, and we ended up talking about it. Actually, we have this on this conversational video because I wasn't getting a response. He even said, like, look, I'm getting texts all day. Sometimes I may miss some or whatever. Yeah. But he said, when you start seeing early in the morning the same 515 area code pop up, then you start to notice some. Again, I want to point out something. The reason why my man gave him my number was because he saw consistent behavior over, over a long period of time. Mm. The reason why E finally responded is because he saw a consistent behavior over a long period of time. I, I was reaching out to him. T- for an entire year, I sent my man a text probably two or three times a week. And I, I definitely never missed a week for an entire year, 52 weeks. And I never was like, yo, look at my stuff. Put me on. Can I speak? It was just literally me like building and having a conversation and talking about, you know, some goals that I said and what I was doing. And then um, like I'm asking him, yo, how's your week going? What what's some things you got planned? So by the time we met, he made it feel like, bro, we known each other. Mm. And so when I when I went to a conference in Chicago, yeah. Uh, and we had been sitting pictures. We even got to a point where we started. Uh, I was telling him, like, yo, I'm on my weight loss journey. Boom. And um, just hit you know, two miles today. And he's sending me screenshots back. Oh, yeah, I did 10 miles today. Oh, man. And I'm like, OK, that just shut me down. So <laughs> but but we did that for the entire, you know, for an entire summer, for spring, summer. We were just every day. Now it got to every day. We were sending each other screenshots of the miles that we got in. Oh man! And then you know, I sent him a picture, you know, uh, you know, of my family and all that stuff. He sent me a picture of his family and all that. So then, when I got to Chicago and we was finally meeting him, literally at Chicago, anybody that was at the the one percent one percent conference in Chicago would know. He calls me out when he sees me because I got the red glasses, all that. So he's like, "Yo." Words, what's, what's my, hey, tell everybody who you are. And I'm like, oh, shoot. Like, <laughs> this is crazy. And my wife was like, you ain't never quiet. And I'm like, babe, I didn't know he was about to. That just, it just caught me off guard. That's yeah. all. And so he asked about wifey and all of that stuff. So that, so to, to the, you know, this is the long version of my answer. To answer your question, like, it wasn't pressure. It was more so like, um, it, it just felt like we were moving to that level yeah. already. The, you know, um, and just because we had already built it, it had been built out of like a genuine type of relationship. So it just seemed like it was the next level. What happened um, at that point is um, I joined one of his programs, which was Extreme Execution. And uh, we joined a program and I get certified. And at that time, Yo, we were the first class to get certified. He was like, yo, if y'all need me for anything, let me know. So I hit him like, bro, I'm, I need you to be in some videos. Can we do that? He was like, cool, let's do it. I said, yo, where are you going to be next Monday? I'll drive wherever you are. He's like, I'll be in um, uh, uh, Flint. I'll be in Flint, Michigan. That's 10 hours away from me. Yeah. Packed up wifey. We drove to Flint, Michigan. Did some videos with E. And that's when I started talking to him about, yo, you know, I do funnel systems. I do this. I connected with Nikki. And he was like, oh, okay, cool. 
And then he asked me, he was like, yo, I got a group of entrepreneurs coming. Can you get them some work? Yep, no doubt. So now I'm speaking in front of the entrepreneurs and you can hear that, okay, my man seems like he knows what he's talking about. So at that point, that's when they were like, okay, well, let's, let's see what you can do. We have a product that we're trying to launch. That product just happened to be extreme execution. Like, yo, we got the extreme execution. Let's see, you know, how you do with launching that using your system. Boom, we did it and blew that thing up. And now we're still a year later, we're still we're still rocking with each other. Mm. So not only that, but I drove 10 hours to go there for one day, turned around and drove right back home. Just if you look at like the sacrifices, like genuine, I'm telling you, when I started, stop focusing on the money. Because even some people are like, yo, you about to go out there and you about to pay your own money? Like, is he paying you? No, I'm going. Even when I spoke at Philly, are you getting paid for that? No, but I'm going. It was about serving. It was about being genuine. I even went and drove, like, if you listen to my man's podcast, he was talking about um, his church opening. I even drove nine hours just for the church opening. Just so I, I'm like, could salute my man. Like, y'all, I've been hearing you talk about it. I want to share this moment with you. Boom. And drove there, drove back home afterwards. Didn't stay around, like, trying to, like, be up under you or, or steal time from you. Yo, I'm just here literally to support, salute. I, you got your, your church is paid off, all of that stuff. And then I went back home. Mm. Like, those are the type of sacrifices I was doing just to, to, to build that relationship and cultivate it. Wow. I think, man, that's dope, man. That, that is, as you were talking about that, I was getting goosebumps. You know hey. That's very powerful. Um, now something you said, man, it was very important um, about being a content creator. You know, sometimes people have difficulty creating content or whatever product they may have. Right. Uh, so, I mean, how does a person, um, how does the person create content or come up with ideas for content when, you know, say if, say if somebody wrote a book or somebody makes like natural deodorants, like how would that person create content? You know what I mean? Like if they don't even know what to do. Right, right. So you con the content is always going to be based off of who you're talking to. Yeah. It's based off your audience. So now when I say, when I look at natural deodorant, right, and so I'm going to say, okay, who is, look at, look at, um, where, where am I, uh, what, what's the dude that does the um, stuff, he's always on the horse, shirt off, black dude? Um, are you talking about the guy? What is it? Old Spice, dude? Yeah, Old Spice. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Look at look at Old Spice. So we know who, from looking at the videos and things like that, and the commercial, who do you think their target audience is? Um, I would say men uh, that play sports. Boom. Um, yeah. Perfect. That's, so, yeah. right? So, typically, what you see them doing in the commercials is some type of active activ activity, whether it's riding a horse, whether it's it's running, whether it's whatever it is out in the woods, all of these things, they're showing an active person um, 
and that they're talking to that audience that needs to deodorant. So what you have to do is find out, okay, who is the person that needs my product and needs mm-hmm. this problem solved? And then I'm going to create content that is attractive to them. So how do you create content that is attractive to them? So first of all, I'm going to go, um, one, you can always do mindset content, of course, but, but second, I'm going to focus on what are some eye opening content that, um, let me uh, use going back to the to the natural deodorant, right? Yeah. So content that I'm gonna do is uh, when I think about natural deodorant, I'm gonna I can create several pieces of content just on why the other deodorant is not b- best for your body. So I'll I'll mm-hmm. do something on Dove and say, yo, Dove has this chemical. So now we're talking about chemicals. Like Dove has this type of chemical inside of it or or certain or i don't even have to call out dove itself i could say most deodorants have this type of chemical let me talk to you all about what this chemical does to your body Mm. right so boom that's a that's a piece of content that i'm going to do all right let me then talk to you about um natural deodorant let me talk to you about some benefits of natural deodorant let me let me inform you about what your body needs in order to sustain itself. So now we can talk about, let's say one of the benefits of natural deodorant is, um, you know, uh, it gives you energy. Let's just throw that out there. Right. Um, so now I can do content just on energy. So I'm going to take the, I'm going to take the, the product or the service and I'm going to, I'm going to list out all the benefits of it. And I'm going to list out, What's up, guys? I hope you're enjoying the show. If you are, I want you to take a screenshot of yourself listening, and I want you to tag at underscore the Black Both Media Pod. That'll be a big help as far as getting the message out. Also, I want you to go ahead and leave a five-star review and go ahead and subscribe. And let's get back to the show. All the things that that um, can be cured or help from it and all of those things are now content so if natural deodorant create gives you energy it um it uh eliminates sweat or sweaty pits or anything like that if it lasts longer if it lasts all of those things are separate pieces of content so Mm -hmm. now i can do i can do something on energy i can do a whole series on energy you know and, and i can talk about you know, most deodorants are draining your energy. When you put it on, this is what's happening to your body. Um, but this type of deodorant is doing this. This is refreshing your body. This is, and then boom, I'll do another video on, here's why you need energy. Here's what's happening when you sleep. And here's what, you, so all of those things, it's just a matter of how can you create an experience with your product? So I want to, what I'm going to do is, my product is the goal that I want to get people to, but you got to create a bridge to get there. So, and the only thing content is doing is informing of why you need it's, it's, it's bringing to the forefront a problem. And then I'm talking about the problem, but then I'm also talking about solutions and guess what the solution is my product. So everything I'm putting out, it leads you there. For instance, just like, you know, a person that's, you know, if, if my target audience are morbidly obese people, cool. I'm going to do, of course, mindset content. I'm going to do content on um, 
just on the the um, obesity rates. I'm gonna do content on should you do should you get surgery or not get surgery or whatever. And then if we talk about surgery, I may do benefits of surgery, non benefits of surgery. I'm gonna do um, uh, content on uh, simple ways to lose weight, whatever. Simple chair workouts, simple eating hacks, like all of these things. Like it's once you understand your audience, only thing your content is doing is like, how can I give them some relief today? How can yeah. I give them some relief today? And the ultimate relief is when they finally take your product. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. So let me give you like one more scenario. You know, say you have somebody that they write a book. It could be like an autobiography or something. How could that person get people to, you know, become interested in that book and actually buy that book by creating? Yeah. So what 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 is the problem that the book solves? Mm, okay. So so when I look at it, when I look at um a autobiography. One, I'm not going to do a book until I, I want to build an audience around it, right? So I'm going to build an audience around, before the book is even done, I'm going to build an audience around the problem that it solves. So let's say this autobiography is, let's say it was, it was my story, like, yeah, right? The story of, like, losing everything and, you know, sleeping in a basement and now being able to build a business, Right. So there's a couple of things I can say that this solves. It can solve a problem for those that, for entrepreneurs that lack hope or entrepreneurs that um, want to learn how, how I built, rebuilt an empire. So I would probably go with that one, right? So my target audience are entrepreneurs who, who want to rebuild. Mm-hmm. So I'm specifically talking to entrepreneurs that have, experience a loss right you see that so they've experienced maybe they they got to a point where they were man they were making money and now they're not they did something wrong so now they hit rock bottom maybe they had the home they had the car they had whatever they desired and now they don't so i'm like this book is for them so perfect so all of my content is going to be about my story like my content is going to be about um you know, how I, how I, um, lost, you know, how, how I got, um, overcame go, having to go to check in the cash, how mm-hmm. I got out the nine to five rat, rat race, um, how I started to make my own money, how I started to build a six figure business, the, the formula, the formula for getting people to your sales page, all of these things that I'm saying mm-hmm. are ultimately in the book. Mm. So when when I'm talking about the how to and teaching and all, all of those things, or I'll even intertwine some, you know, um, you know, uh, most businesses, you know, uh, crash within the first five years or, or some stats and things like that. So when you start doing those things and then I produce after I built the audience with this content and then I start promoting and marketing the book that's coming so before i even do that what i always do is i like to list build so when i do funnels i want to build a an email list 
So I may do, if I know I have this book coming, I may do a, uh, a free training or something like that that says, all right, how to, how to regain or rebuild your business after losing it all. I got, and then I'll, I'll tell you like this, I'm going to go over the five steps of things I did to regain or rebuild my business after losing everything. Boom. So anybody could get this free training and it's going to resonate with those entrepreneurs. So any entrepreneur can get the free training. So let's say I build up an audience of, of 500, a thousand or 2000 people. Well, 2000 people downloaded this free training. Okay, cool. When it's time to release my book, I have 2000 people I can go to that. I know, I know they're interested in a book because that's all I've been talking about on social media. Everything I've been talking about is, is about rebuilding, losing, um, and you know, I would get creative with my stuff as well. Like, so I'll go back to the house I lost, take a picture of it and put it up on social media and then write the story. Like this was the house I was staying on, staying in his, this is the rent that I was paying and I lost it. Here's where I went wrong. I'll do stuff like that. I'll go to the car that was, that was, that was taken away and I'll take a picture of that. Like there's content that can be created from the entire journey. Wow. The entire journey has content. And and then finally, after me putting this out, you know, I'm going to do a call to action and say, listen, I have a train. If you read this, like, let's say it's the picture with the house. If you read this and you were inspired and you want to know how I rebuilt, how I rebuilt and recovered from this, then I got a free training. Click the link in my bio and you got to give me your email to get get access to the training. Right. Yeah. So now I'm building up a list of people that already are, are already in the mindset of. I want to rebuild. Well, guess what? My book teaches you exactly how I did it. Mm. That's how I'm going to build an audience around that book. Any it, Same thing with any type of book. I'm going to do the same thing. Wow. Now, now that's, that's very informative. I, you know, for those of you that are listening, um, I think this is, this is definitely something you guys need to take notes on. If you're not taking notes now, you need to be taking notes. <laughs> Amen. You know, that that's definitely something that a lot of people don't know to do. Um, I know even even myself sometimes, like with the podcast, I know I have to think of ideas or ways I can put out content. And, um, you know, it's not always the easiest, but like I, I definitely appreciate you informing me and informing the audience on for sure um, ways to come up with content. So, you know, yeah. definitely. Um, yeah. I think the I, I, just the last thing I'll say to that is the biggest yeah. thing you is going to be easier to create content when, again, you know, your audience, you know exactly who you're talking to, but you know, these two things, you know, where they are and where they want to go, because the content that you're putting out should take them from where they are to where, where they're trying to get to. And, and then what you're, your product or whatever is going to do is take them to the pinnacle. So mm. I'm like, I'm going to take you on this journey. My content is going to do that. But now when you want to reach that pinnacle where you ultimately are trying to get to, that's when you're going to have this product right here. And I'm, I'm, I'm positioning that as the thing that you need in order to get where you're trying to go. Yeah. So, oh man, definitely, definitely. Um, so tell me, man, like how do you balance 
being, you know, how do you and your wife balance, you know, just being married in general, running a business, and then you're also the head of a family? Like, how do you balance that out? Yeah, when I get looks, I stop doing whatever I'm doing. <laughs> that's that's how. I, no, but um, so like, and and that's still. I I don't think it's um, it's something that is just, just uh, that we've like mastered yet. Like it's still we're constantly tweaking. I I think what's important is that um, you and your spouse you come to an understanding of of the journey. Like uh, I yeah. think my wife is understanding. Like this is the this is a part of the journey where we're really um getting to that momentum point and we're really wanting to to exhaust you know our resources and 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 go all in right but also um she's one that she she is all about balance so what we do now is right now what's this is what's supposed to happen right so i come up and you know i'm i'm doing breakfast for the kids uh i'm also still doing chores like by noon i have to have the dish, you know, the dishes from the dishwasher put up, and all of those things, and um, and I'm I've been asked not to to take calls and stuff on on uh, Saturday and Sunday, or you know, Friday we set up uh, date nights for ourselves. Now, yeah. you know, quarantine stuff made that kind of hard. We had to become creative, right. but we doing date nights every Friday, um, and then so just just being intentional with our time uh is is important in being intentional and giving each other the space to say you know what um i don't like that this is happening or can you do something different with this or can you not take calls at this time or things like that i think that's important it's just a matter of just continuing to have a conversation and making the adjustments as those conversations come up um again like i'm i'm not a prideful man to where I cannot hear my wife. Right. Right. So I am, I am one that is, um, you know, I submit as well. Like, you know, and so I think that's important submitting to her voice as well and really hearing, um, you know, what, what is she needing right now or what, what, what is she missing right now? So, um, I would say that we, we haven't mastered it. However, um, we are, we are still paying attention to, to the work-life balance and making and trying to implement things that will be helpful. Thanks. I definitely feel that, man. Cause you know, I'm, I'm, I'm married as well. So for sure. Um, I know how it is, you know, if you said something important, like you submit to her voice as well. Yeah. Um, you, I think as a man, you have to not be so prideful to where you can't submit to your wife's voice. I think that's very important. For sure. Um, especially if you want to make the marriage work, you got to be able to compromise. Right. Right. For um, sure. For sure. I, 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 you know, I've been married, I've been married for six years now. So, um, Hey, salute. <laughs> I, salute. I, yeah. Yeah. Appreciate it. Um, so yeah, man. Uh, so what are some of your, um, what are some of your goals for, like, what kind of goals do you have in, you know, the next five years, um, for your business, for your family, for yourself yeah for sure um one of the things so uh my wife wants to and we're we're actually planning this for 2022 yeah um she wants to uh, travel and kind of live abroad for for like six six months yeah 
So uh, that's definitely something on our bucket list that we want to do where, you know, our business can be ran anywhere. But um, we feel like, you know, let's experience some life, you know, so want to do that. As far as family, um, when we think about family goals, we want to be able to study abroad. I mean, well, not study abroad, but live abroad for um, six months and just travel. Um, So she's even talking about um like maybe we come home for a month after that and then go somewhere else and just kind of live on the road and see what that's like you know and i'm down to do that um so yeah so that's one goal um making sure that um a legacy for me for me is it's important like you know we have life insurance we have systems in place it's important for me to uh to be intentional about setting up my kids so one of the things that we talked about is with Dream Builder Nation, which is my online platform for entrepreneurs that want to learn, you know, funnel systems. Um, I want to get that to 2,500 members. That's residual income that comes in. And that's something that, that can be continued. That that's a system that, that has been put in place that can be ran. um, Even when I'm no longer here, you know, Um, that's something great. Um, We want to, in 2021 start investing into real estate uh which is well you know we'll get our first property again that's a hard asset that can be left um to our to our kids uh i do have a 2024 i want to write um my next book and be a new york time bestseller Mm -hmm. uh so so we have those goals but ultimately every goal that i have man is centered around how can i best set up my kids and their kids. I think, you know, I use this example a lot, example a lot when I think about um, Disney. It's like his vision was beyond him. Mm-hmm. It was like, it was, the, you can, you can do, you can make money and do all of this stuff. And if you die and you don't have a successor and you don't have anything set up for the next person to just be able to take it and keep moving, then what did you do? So I just I, I I that's I can't do that. Like so I'm willing to to make the sacrifices I need um in order to make sure my kids 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 are great because you know you ha- you have the Disney that he doesn't know how powerful Black Panther is. You know, right. you know T'Challa, he doesn't know he he doesn't know these things right now, but this was you started this, and that's what I want. I want to have something where we started this, and the vision is continuous. I can't even fathom what it will become because it's what it will become is inside my great, great, great grandchild. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. that's what I, I want. I I'm working to create something that outlives me and you know the current kids i have now Mm. um and i think that's what's important and i definitely agree with you you know what that that's funny that you said that because legacy is one of the reasons i created this podcast you know um you know just just having conversations like this this is the one of the reasons i created this podcast you know um and and i have i have a a son he's going to be one on saturday you know, and so when he was first born, one of the things I started doing is I started I downloaded this app, Stockpile, mm. and I 
just buying little stocks here and there. Mm. Even now, like I'm still doing that now. So I might buy a stock that's a hundred dollars. I might buy a stock that's 50 bucks. I might buy a stock that's five bucks. You know, it, it really doesn't matter the price, but I'm just buying these stocks. So by the time he's, you know, 15 or 18, I'll have so many stocks that, you know, my stock 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 portfolio will be huge. And yeah, for I sure. Add some of this stuff to him. And then, you know, on top of that, like, you know, I'm no longer here in the next five or years, God forbid. Um, this podcast will be around and hear my voice and hear, Let's you know, go. drop. You know what I'm saying? So, yep. Um, yeah, man, it, it's, it's very important. Legacy is very important, you know, so um, I definitely, definitely salute to you for that. Um, being a being, being a family man, um, you know, I, I know how it is. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. It, it is work. It is work, you know. Um, so, yeah, man, b- before we get up out of here, man, my last question to you is how can people get into contact with you, you know, whether it be through social media, email? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you can, um, you can hit me up on, um, Instagram, uh, at words, Taylor, um, words, Taylor on Facebook as well. So, and when you go there, uh, you can click the link in my bio and and actually, you know, I have free trainings that you can access right now. I have a free group, um, that I go live in often on, on Facebook, but you can, once you get on Instagram, you can get access to all of those things and, um, join my email list. I'm always, um, sending out messages through there and content and value. And um, again, that goal is to make sure people are winning. Like I, you know, I'll tell my dream builders, like, I need you to win. Like, <laughs> like if I, if I'm a win, I need you to win because I want to be the person that brags on who I've helped, not necessarily how much I've helped myself. Like right. that's, 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 I think that type of brag is different. Yeah. When you when you're like, look, one of my dream builders just had a six figure launch. One of my students is out here killing the game. They just they just um, got their spouse to to quit their job. Those those are the type of bragging I'm trying to do. Yeah, definitely feel you on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you, man. I thank you for giving me this opportunity, man. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, man. I thank you for giving me the opportunity. Yo, I'm on your platform, so I appreciate it. Man. I appreciate it a lot. Yeah, man. Um, so, you know, that's it, guys. That's the end of the episode. I hope you guys took notes for real. Um, if you didn't listen to the podcast over, because uh, it's nothing but gems being dropped. Um, but again, guys, we had Words Taylor. Um, again, I'm your host, Adrian Evans. And it's the end of the episode, and we up out of here. Peace. Let it go. What's up, guys? It's me again. So tell me, what did you think about the show? I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, I would love for you to take a screenshot and tag at underscore the Black Wealth Media Pod and share this on your Instagram stories with your friends. That would be very appreciated. Also, go inside the podcast app to subscribe, leave a five-star rating, and a five-star review. This helps us get the message across all over the world so more people can listen. On top of that, 
I really do hope you guys enjoy the show. And I'll see you next week on the Black Wealth Media Podcast.